All right. Brie Hunter is fucked. Episode eight. Right, Al? Are we eight? I forget. I believe so. Episode eight. Oh, my goodness. Where has the time gone? It's, it's been flying by. I was going to say, time is actually a social construct now, so time has no meaning <laughs> since we are all stuck inside since Nam. Um, so, yeah, fuck this quarantine. I, you know what? I think I said this to you before, but I was I was one of the people who was, like, super positive when the quarantine started. I was like, we're going to get through this. Like, we're going to have some time to ourselves, you know, you know, learn some, you know, learn a new language, some bullshit. And now that we're five weeks in, I am probably the most negative person in this country right now. Like, I am like, I'm over it. I'm so over it. And if there's one thing that I'm happy slash excited about, um, it's that I can't wait to hype this to my future grandchildren like i like however bad it is i'm gonna make it sound like it was 10 times worse like i'm gonna be like you you remember that movie red dawn like from the 80s yeah that's what i'm gonna tell i'm gonna pretend like my grandkids i'm gonna be like we had to take to the streets and eat squirrel meat and all this shit and we were wearing bandanas around our head like the born in the usa springsteen album like i am going to make it seem like it was the gnarliest shit ever um, not I like. If, I wonder if the term COVID uh, survivors is going to be a thing. Well, we are. We are survivors. Listen, Beyonce told me that when I was a very young girl, your Destiny's Child, and I always knew that one day that that conditioning would come in handy. And now here we are. Um, and that's the same reason why you wear way too much camo. Well, please. I actually do have a camo outfit. Maybe I should like rock. I should like walk outside and like rock the camo, like COVID <laughs> chic. But it actually, like, is, like, as bad as the pandemic is, like, I think about it, and I'm like, our, like, grandparents were, like, in foxholes somewhere over in Europe, like, during the World War, and, like, we're saying it's so bad, but meanwhile, like, I'm living in my bathrobe getting everything delivered to me. Like, it's hard, but it's not really hard, so sometimes I feel like, you know, I should not be complaining about the state of things right now. No, and I think a lot of people are going to miss what's going on being home all the time eating what they want doing whatever they want i already miss it like i already like i already know i can hear the complaints like in my head um yeah i'm not gonna want to go back to work after this but also i am gonna want to go back to our uh normal recording setup after this though because i know you can't see me but it i literally have the most terrifying setup in my apartment like between the lights and the tripod and the computer, I look like I'm like about to create a snuff film for the dark web. Like if the FBI like busted into my apartment right now, like whatever it was that they were like, you know, they suspected me of, I'd be like, yeah, I probably did it. Cause I would look at this apartment in evidence photos and be like, yeah, holy shit. Like she's a serial killer. It's this setup. Everything is in total disarray. And also as my birthday is in a few days, my mom decided to, she was going to surprise me with a gigantic potted snake plant because, and this is true. She said, because you're all alone and now you have a friend. So now I'm like Tom Hanks and Castaway, and my snake plant is like Wilson. Like it's going to keep me company. So I have a gigantic, I have like a big bag of potting soil just sitting in my apartment again, like no explanation because I'm waiting. It's like a do it yourself plant. So when it gets here, I'm going to have to like plant it, which like, again, like me with like my two inch acrylics, I'm going to be like digging and like planting something in my 500 square foot studio. So maybe I'll videotape it and like throw it up on the gram just for, just for everyone else's entertainment at that point. 
Didn't you say you wanted to buy a hairless cat? What happened to that? I did want to buy a hairless cat, but what dissuaded me was that you have to give them a bath once a week because they have like human skin and it gets oily. And even that wasn't so bad. But when I was watching a YouTube tutorial on it, the woman was like, oh, and you have to wash its balls. And then she demonstrated it. So first of all, that alone was scarring. And I think it's been replaying in my head throughout the last three weeks at the worst of times. But also, like, I don't wash my own balls. I'm not going to wash a cat's balls. Like, if I had a boyfriend, I'd be like, oh, you do it and do it however you normally do it to the cat. But, like, for me, I'm like, I'm not going to be washing. Like, let's put it this way. If it's not paying my bills, I'm not washing its testes. Okay? I feel like that's, like, a fair rule to live by. You could get a girl cat. I mean, but then it's just going to bleed everywhere. Then I'm going to have to like, yeah, oh my God. Also, this is like such an aside, but I was watching Chris D'Elia's podcast today and he referred to the to the vagina as a fried butterfly. And I've literally never heard of something so disgusting, funny, and accurate in equal measures all at the same time. A fried butterfly. And then I thought about it and I'm like, holy shit, it does kind of look like that sometimes in certain lighting. Um... Speaking of vaginas, I, my vagina and I, as, as everybody on, on all of our listeners know, have been sheltering in place for well over two years now. And now that the government has banned me from sex, I have never wanted it more. All I want to do um, is like have sex now. And I can't. And I can't. They're not banning you. We, you can still have sex. It's allowed. You just, you're not supposed to be outside. You're supposed to wear they don't want you to see like your family and friends i'm not just gonna go like pick up a stranger and be like now is like not the time to be you know it's this is listen this is not burning man this is a quarantine okay you can't just like pick somebody else you know pick somebody up take them to the fuck tent and pretend like stds don't exist okay like there are rules here there are rules to this game um anybody on tinder or hinge and said hey listen i'm clean you know i'm down to fuck you know i'm sure they'd be fine yeah, I don't trust where they've been. Like, have you ever been inside of a frat house? Like, do you know what men consider clean? Oh, like, yeah, I know. It's like third world country vibes for some dudes. Like, and again, like that's not across the board. Like, I know you're a very clean guy, but like some guys, it's it's like no wonder that like dudes need women. Like, let's, uh, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Um, the other thing I can't stand too is that like now, like I've always, I run outside every single night. I did that like well before the quarantine. And now that we're in quarantine, people who haven't, you know, worked out since, you know, before Reagan are now outside training, like they're going to be in the Ironman challenge, biking, running, fucking swimming. If they can, it's, it's ridiculous. I saw somebody rollerblading the other day. Like rollerblades, we left those in the 90s for a reason. If I walk outside and see like a horse and buggy, I'm not even going to be surprised at this point. I'm going to be like, oh yeah, of course. Like people are so bored. They're just taking up hobbies that like they didn't need to take up in the first place. Were you ever a rollerblader? No, I'm also like a little salty because I'm totally uncoordinated and couldn't even do that if I wanted to. Me too. So that might be like a little bit of where my bitterness goes. They say you're usually one or the other. They say that either you can do like the two-legged shit, like skiing, rollerblading, like whatever, I don't know, is there anything? Ice skating. Ice, yeah, ice skating, or you do like board sports, like you can surf, um, skateboard, like, and snowboard. Well, I, I can't do either, so I'm 
Really? I actually can snowboard. For somebody who has like negative 2% athleticism, I actually can snowboard. And I'm very proud of that. So it's like the one, you know, cool, like, you know, also though, now that I'm thinking about it, like skiing and snowboarding is like such a white people's sport. It's like the golf of the winter. Like, I don't know any of my like black or Spanish, you know, friends who um, ski or snowboard. Like that to me is like such a white activity. Like, oh, let's go up to the frozen tundra and ride down, you know, on like a, you know, on a piece of graphite. Like, of course, white people, we have nothing better to do with our time. We don't have real concerns. So we're like, oh, that seems like a good pastime. Well, also, it's expensive. Very expensive. Yeah, exactly. I've never. Electric is not cheap. You're so right. I've never heard of like a discount. Like, getting onto the mountain is always like a fee. It's like a gigantic yes. fee. And ski gear is expensive as shit, too, if you've ever tried to buy it. So, um,. And I just, yeah, I, I feel like I've been talking to like, you know, my friends and my family and everybody's like saying the same thing. They're like, yeah, I'm like kind of depressed. Now, anybody who knows me really well and has known me for a long time knows that I've like, you know, struggled on and off with depression since I was 14. So this isn't my first rodeo. So I'm like, oh, whatever. Like you're suicidal. Listen, baby, like I remember my first time, like it's totally fine. But now I'm like, it's like all these people who have never really felt that way before are like, yeah, like I don't know what's wrong with me. It's just all of a sudden there's like this deep sadness coming over me and I'm hopeless. And I'm like, oh, welcome, you know, to my high school years, basically. So I was like, I've been training for this for the longest time. I'm like, oh, deep, dark, you know, bipolar depression. Like I'm ready to go. I am the Olympian of that shit. Uh, but I, I, I'm worried you're not getting enough sunlight. I'm not. I'm not. I'm in front of like. the last time you seen the sun? Oh, I don't even remember. It was a month that ended in Ruary. <laughs> That's what I'll tell you. That's the last time I saw the sun. Last time I saw the sun was when I was in the desert and I was sunbathing. Um, and that was pretty much the last time. And even then I burned. I am so get like. It's crazy to me that like everybody in my family, like they have like the right coloring. Like my, some of my brothers and sisters have like lighter hair, lighter eyes, lighter skin. It's like, okay, that makes sense. My one brother who looks the most like me has like dark hair, dark eyes, and like nice olive skin. Okay. And then me, I have all the dark stuff except for I have white skin. I literally came out of the womb looking like a baby vampire. And now with the- man person. What do you mean? Come on. No, because I make it that way. But like if, if I'm like natural, you would be like, oh, did she just crawl out of like a 3000 year old tomb? Like where has she been? I'm very pale naturally. I'm like and then and then with the boobs, like I'm like Elvira. Someone said that to me at work this out this Halloween. Like I was like, yeah, I feel bad. I didn't dress up this year. And they're like, well, you kind of already look like Elvira. And I was like, like it was kind of a compliment. Like I'm like, oh, I'm like a vampire milf. Like I guess I could work with that, but also mm, not really. I guess so. Speaking of hot people, like again, with too much time on my hands, not only am I creating problems for myself to worry about, I'm now worried about other people's problems. Like, do you know who um, Lena the Plug, I don't even know what her real name is, like Lena the Plug, the porn star? No. She, um, she's hot, obviously. Like she's one of like, she's always trending on Pornhub, but like Lena the Plug is a porn star and she's just announced that she's having a baby. So I'll watch her videos at like 3.30 in the morning, which is my bedtime. And then when I'm done, instead of just falling into a blissful slumber, 
I then am up thinking about her and her baby and are, you know, are her and her husband equipped to have a baby? Are they ready to explain to the baby that the mother has won best anal the last three AVN awards? Like I think about these things now, uh, just because I have so much time to do so. Not, I don't know them. I don't know the baby, but I'm heavily invested in its well-being at this point. Like it's, it's a strange time. It's a strange time to be alive. You know, you're just sitting around hoping that porn stars, you know, future children uh, don't have any type of uh, you know, serious mental issues. Oh no! But I'm sure she'll do it though. I'm yeah, sure she'll do it. A lot of guys are into that. Are they? Definitely, it's a thing. That's so weird. I think because it's like, what is that called? Like the o- the Oedipus complex when like you're like, it's like Freud when he said that like you're like low key, like most dudes are like, like sexually attracted to their mother when they're younger without meaning it and then they grow up and then like they're, nor- and then they become normal, ho- hopefully. Um, but that's like a thing. I think it's called like the Oedipus, the Oedipus, Oedipus, sorry, guys. I'm smart, but the pronunciation is like, is shot to shit. We both have that problem on the show. I know. Um, But yeah, no, I'm not into pregnancy porn. And I didn't even know that was really a thing until I saw Dylan McDermott um, on, it was like, I think the first or second season of American Horror Story. He like paid a hooker to like breastfeed off of her. And I was like, what? And then, like, someone, like, one of my guy friends was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, a thing. Like, guys, some guys are into that. And I'm like, wow, okay, I guess so. I've never tasted breast milk. Uh, maybe it's good. If it's dairy-free, I'm willing to try it at this point, honestly. Uh, there, there's no way it's any good. You don't think? You, say, no. you said that, like, so sure that it literally makes me think that, like, an hour ago you were, you were <laughs> fed off of someone's bosom. <laughs> How do you know breast <laughs> milk? Who did you hear from? Who had it? Everyone. I mean, guys are into the milk thing. That's another thing. Guys are into that. Oh, my God. we talk. Guys talk. I mean, I guess, but I just want to know who was feeding off of whom's breast milk. Also, like, don't be selfish. You're already getting, like, sex. Like, you're going to take your baby's milk. Like, that's so fucked up. That milk is for somebody else. It's not for you. But you can get... You can have it when you're not pregnant. I just... Well, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I know that you can like spontaneously lactate, but whenever I think of lactating, like if I ever get pregnant, I'm like, oh my God, like my boobs are already the size of like an average person's head. Like if I, if they get bigger during pregnancy, I'm going to stand up and fall over. Like <laughs> I'm actually so like, I'll have to. That's not the only thing that's getting bigger. So you got to be careful about other, the other stuff. Oh, yeah. I also don't want my vagina to get torn apart. Uh, Like, if I have to... I I don't really want to get pregnant because I don't think that I'm built to gestate anything. Like, me going to the gyno is, like, a project and a half. And that's, like, with a speculum that's, like, the size of, like, a pencil. Like, I can't imagine shoving a baby out of my vagina. Like, I have too much anxiety for that. I'm going to either need to, like, have someone else do it or like maybe have a C-section, but I also, sometimes my scars don't heal really well, so I don't know if that's an option. Yeah, I cannot imagine you pregnant. No. No. You, I'm a big enough pain in the ass, like, during regular time. Could you imagine me pregnant? Like, the demands (laughs) that I would make? Oh, my God. 
I would think I was like queen. I was queen for nine months. Like I'd be like, I'm harvesting a child. What have you done lately? What the fuck have you done? Please. Um, Um, you know I'm not into football. I'm only into football when I see an attractive football player somewhere and I have to take a picture of the screen, send it to my brothers or my father and be like, who is this? And that did recently happen with that guy, Vitaly, who was on the Packers and then went to the Patriots. Ew. I don't know anything about football. I just know enough to know that, like, fuck the Patriots because one, like, Boston is subpar and anything coming out of there I'm not interested in. But then also, you know, Tom Brady. But... This news is about Tom Brady and, and Rob Gronkowski, Gronk. Gronk is now joining Tom Brady over in, in Tampa Bay. Oh, my God. Shaking the sports world right now. Everyone on Instagram and Twitter are freaking out. I don't know anything. Again, I don't know anything about football, so I'm not going to sit here and like insult the football lovers with like my knowledge. All I'm going to say is that from an outsider's perspective, from the outside looking in, Um, The fact that you're willing to throw your weight behind Florida says a lot about you as a person. Like, (laughs) like, out of all the teams you could have went to, you're like, yeah, Tampa. Really? Tampa? Have you been to Tampa? Like, the only thing that, like, the only good thing Tampa has going for it is that it actually rivals the San Fernando Valley for the porn capital of the world. I don't know if you knew that, but little... I I didn't didn't know that. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. Which isn't really surprising, like given the, uh, given the. You know what, I, I hear the porn industry in California is going down because these days you have to wear a condom, and no one wants to watch that. Yeah, which is like strange. I I don't know why. I mean, I, because truth be told, like I've actually like, of course, I've done extensive I've done extensive research on this. When you work in the porn industry and you're doing legitimate, like you're working with a legitimate production company and not like pro-am which is like you're working for like your high school weed dealer um if you're working legitimately you have to get tested like very frequently and report your testing to a public database and obviously the more reputable the company so i think oh my god i'm like blanking out um i need to really up my fish oil intake because my memory is not what it used to be but it's isn't it action bronson i should know this the porn producer i'm gonna look it up um, like the famous he's a, he's one. A rapper. I don't know if he's a porn Oh no, wait, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Who's the famous porn also this is a company computer, so this will go over well. Famous porn producer. I don't give a shit. Uh I thought it was something Bronson, maybe it's not. Uh, anyway, it's, it's not about the actual safety of the porn stars, it's about the kids watching it and learning from it. Well, listen, at the end of the day, you should, you should not be attempting to do half of the things you see in porn. And, and I, that's the kind of advice that I would like to give any young man um, watching porn is that until you are well into your 20s, maybe in your 30s, you should not be attempting half of the things that you see. I know that you're watching it and you're getting off to it and you think, oh, I could do that. Um, but it's kind of like watching boxing. It's like you're watching it and you're thinking, oh, I could beat the shit out of that guy. But the truth is you can't. You can't. You can't deep throat a girl without severely psychologically and possibly physically damaging her. Okay? Um, you don't know how to do anal. Even if you've watched a thousand videos, you don't know what you're doing. And by the way, you have an entire lifetime 
to explore those types of things. Okay. So for the, you know, for the first couple years that you're doing it, stick to the basics, missionary, doggy style. Maybe she lets you titty, you know, what her on your birthday. Yeah. I don't, I don't think any child is listening to this podcast. Not a child, but like to me, to me, men between the ages of 18 and 25 are children. And I don't say that because I don't say that as like a dig. It's just the truth. It's like at that point, they're still babies and they need to be, they need to be molded. They don't understand things the way that they're supposed to. So I get, I understand like, here's the thing though, like the anti-porn argument, I don't, um, I don't really support it. I don't, I don't think you can tell people again, just like the, the jogging with like with the government. It's like, once you tell people you can't do something, they're going to want to do it 10 times more. You can't tell young men or women that they can't watch porn. They're going to want to watch porn. What you should tell them and what should be taught in sex ed, if we weren't so puritanical is, you know, these are things that you can well within your rights explore when you're older, but when you're younger, like, just, you know, like just stick to the basics, like sex and like intimacy and like being naked with somebody is like hard enough as is. Don't be trying to do like the pro shit until you're old. There's, you have your whole life to like, you know, deep throat somebody. You don't have to do that when you're 19, 20 years old and like scar some girl for life. Like that comes later. Okay. And that's, if I had sons, like, I don't know that I would be a good mother to like daughters, but I know that I would be a good mother to sons because I would give them the real. I'd be like, listen, I, you know, I know you're going to watch porn. I know you're going to be having sex, but one, always get consent Two, always wear protection because I'm not looking to be like a gilf anytime soon. Or am I? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah. No, and also like don't do like you don't have to do the crazy shit when you're younger. Like that's for when you're that's for when you're older and you're bored and you're married. That's the, the, that's who it's really for. Like once you're with the same person, you know, for 2 years and you got to teach an old you got to try to teach an old dog new tricks. That's what the freaky shit is for. Everybody who's young just enjoy the fact that like all the things are like up where they're supposed to be and the skin is tight and the other things are tight and you know everything is raised you know to the level that it's but that's what that's what being young and having sex is about when you're older and everything is dragging on the floor like an old basset hound that's when you have to employ the freaky shit okay but when you're young like just enjoy being beautiful and young and do like semi-regular sex shit you don't need to do the crazy things like you have plenty of years to do that so was this on was this on the plan today to talk about no this is like, I'm like the, I'm like the, uh, the drunk aunt giving advice at the wedding who should not be giving advice. <laughs> I, you are drunk. Did you have a niece yet? Has that happened yet? No, I wish I did. I, I would love a, um, I'm like at the point in my life where I know I'm not ready for a kid yet, but I also have baby fever. Like I want to, oh, um, being an uncle myself, it's the best thing on the planet. It's the greatest thing in the world. It's like, no you can just, yeah. yeah. So you can always look and see kids. Um, oh wait, did you hear that? No. Okay, good. Thank God you can't hear the fucking. I don't know what the name from the creature from the Goonies was, but that's who's living upstairs from me. Um, and they they slide heavy wooden furniture across the apartment all day, um, and I hear it. But I'm glad to hear that the listeners can't hear it. That's okay. It'll just be my suffering on a you know on a solo level. Um, I'm sorry, but what were we talking about? Oh, being an aunt or an uncle. Yeah, I'd love it. I'd love it. 
I think I'll be a good mom. Well, what, what's the next step of a uh, sibling do you have? Who's, who's uh, the second oldest? Uh, my brother, this is, this is an interesting conversation. My brother, Johnny. And, um, How old is he? He's uh, 24. Okay, so you got, you got a little while. Are there any of them in serious relationships? Johnny is. Like, I think Johnny will most likely have kids before I do. Um, so yeah, so it's Johnny and then it's Dylan, who's 21. He's the one that's like the most like me. He looks like me the whole nine yards. He acts like me. Um, we're both psychotic, but also, uh, artistic. So we can kind of get away with it. Is that the one with the, the, the thigh tattoo? Yeah, that's the one with the thigh tattoo, which is something I would do if I were a guy. And then, um, my sister, Amelia who is 16, and then Ellie, who is 14. Ellie is... not having kids anytime soon. No, but it's worse because, like, Ellie and I, like, there's 13 years between us, and it's, like, I'm, like, old and... I'm, like, not old enough to be her parent, but I'm, like, like, young enough to kind of, like, know what she's going through. But she is, like... When I talk to her, I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, I know I was like this when I was 14, and I feel so bad for my mother. Like, I find myself being so stressed and yelling at her, like, just like my mom was. And it's, it's, I'm like, oh my God, if this is like a preview of what's to come, like, I'm so fucked, which is why I don't want to have girls. I want to be like a, I want to have sons. I think they're easier. You just have to keep them like clean and not humping the furniture. Like, that's what you have to do when you're like the mother of boys. And I recently put up a poll on my Instagram and I was like, am I going to be the next Stifler's mom? And people voted overwhelmingly yes. So I think I found my my niche in life, which is fine. You know, I feel bad for your parents because they're not escaping parenthood anytime soon. Like, they've oh, been no. doing this for 27 years or 26 years and they're still doing it. And they still got a few more years under their belt. Yeah, but don't feel bad about. Listen, I you know what I, you know what I say to my father. This is like dead ass. He gets so mad at me when my dad complains about having so many kids and how they're so expensive. I literally I look him dead in the eye and I go, "Should have wrapped it up." And he's like, "That's." He goes, "That's disgusting. Don't say that." And I go, "Should have wrapped it up," because it's true. It's true. If you didn't want to have all these kids and all these financial responsibilities, here's a thought: use a fucking condom, Scott. You know, like I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. You don't tell me, man. My whole family—they got hundreds of them. It's wild. It's like wild. My parents have a great. It's like disturbing that I know this, but the God's honest truth is, my parents, despite whatever other issues they have in their marriage, they have a great sex life. My parents have been together since they were 15 years old. They were high school sweethearts. Wow. So, um, and then. There, I remember one time, and we were always, like, open about sex in my household growing up. Like, you know, like they were, like, the especially my mother. Like, she was, like, the liberal parent. Like, she was going to not, you know, it was, like, no holds barred. And I remember when I was 14, I was, like, not even close to having sex. But she brought me to the gynecologist. We do the whole thing. And on the way home, she's like, I know you're not having sex yet, but if you do, I just want you to be prepared. So I'm like, oh, here we go. So she pulls into like the town ShopRite and I live in a small town. So ShopRite is like the Mecca of like social gathering. Like you see everybody at ShopRite. We roll into ShopRite. 
we go to the condom aisle and she has she grabs two boxes she has one in you know one in one hand and one in the other and she's like you know uh your father really likes this one but i like the other one and i'm like oh my god like please stop saying and then as she is saying this again with both boxes in hand my teacher comes walking down the aisle and this is two literally two days after back to school night so my mother's face is fresh in the teacher's mind and my mom doesn't even think to drop the condom she like flat she's like oh hey how are you she flags the teacher down waving with the box of trojans in her hand and the teacher's like looking at her like what and i'm like at this point i'm like if i could have melted like subterranean level like i would have like into the earth's crust i'm like are you kidding me and then we well, leave. But that is embarrassing, but that's a good parent right there. She's, she's teaching her daughter the right stuff. I know. As much as I bitch about her, I'm like, I'm like, I know that that's going to be me. Like when I have kids, like I'm going to be the parent who like doesn't give a shit, like is whatever, like has condoms all over the house. Like it was also weird that she was buying condoms because the woman gets knocked up more than anybody I know. She said five. I'm like, really? Like when were you using condoms? Clearly not at the point that you needed to. If we were Irish Catholic and we weren't allowed to use contraceptives, hand to God, I would have like 23 siblings. <laughs> because my parents, like, they've been together for a long time. They have had their issues. But, and again, my mom said this to me in a very disturbing memory from childhood. She's like, God, you know, your father really drives me crazy. But, like, the sex is so good. I was like 12. I'm like, okay. I'm like, that's... Oh, my uh, God. very sexual family. I'm just- if I was a, a therapist or a psychologist, I, I would connect this to your personality. Um, I mean, probably yes. But my mom thinks that I'm like disgusting. She tells me all the time. She's like, "You're disgusting. You know too much." I had to tell her what pegging was the other day. I was like telling her about this guy, and I'm like, "Yeah, like there's." I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, there's something off about him. Like, I think that maybe. Um, and I shouldn't say off because if you're into pegging, that's fine. But I was like, yeah, I think he's into no, pegging. That's not fine, <laughs> I was like, I think he's into pegging. And she's like, what is that? And I had to describe, I had to be like, oh, it's when a, you know, a chick puts on a strap on and she, and she was like, holy shit. Like, that's disgusting. You know, too much, you know, too much. And I'm like, I've never done it personally. I just know what it is. And then my dad was like, what's my dad's on the phone? He's like, what's going on? And she like tells him and, and she's like, do you know what pegging is? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, Jesus Christ, I live in a family full of perverts. And I was like, all right, Dana, like relax. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I live in like a pretty liberal family, except for my brother, my brother, Johnny, the one who's like right beneath me. He's like super old school. Um, he just isn't, um, he like, he doesn't follow me on Instagram um, because he can't take it. He does. He does not want to come for the boobs, and he he certainly does not want to stay for the jokes. Um, he's not into it. My brother Dylan uh, is more liberal, so I don't. I think he's just kind of like a live and let live kind of kid, and he doesn't care. But my brother Johnny and I have gotten into like knockdown, drag out fights over like the way that I am, and we. I mean, we listen. We love each other very much, but he's just like. You know, if I, you know, wore a burqa every day, like, he'd be happy. He is not into, like, the overly sexed up image. Um, to, to each his own, right? To each his own. Um, and he's still my baby brother, and I love him no matter what. And did I ever tell you that I committed um, grand larceny for him? No. Mm, 
It probably wasn't grand larceny because I literally just stole a button from Michael's Michael's craft stores. But when we were kids, he was like three and I was six and he was obsessed with whales. Obsessed. And we were in the store. It was just me, him and my mom. And he wanted like this little whale button. It was like 79 cents. And he was like, you know, please buy it. And my mom wouldn't. And he started crying. And me being his older sister, I felt bad. So I was like, fuck it. I, I took it and I pocketed the thing. And I walked out. And again, I'm like six years old. And when we got home, I like gave it to him. And he was so happy. And my mom found it. And of course, she was like, you, you're a thief. You stole. Like, obviously, I was like punished. But I was like, fuck this shit, dude. Like, it was 79 cents. My brother wanted it. Like, if I could slip it into my pocket, I'm doing it for him. And that's basically like the gist of our relationship. Like, we fight like crazy. But at the end of the day, like, if my brother needs me, like, I'm like Ocean's Eleven. Like, I'm fucking in. Whatever you want. So oh, that's, a good, that's a good big sister there. Hell yeah. Uh, I think, what time, how, how long have we gone? About a half hour now. All right. Well, I'm trying to think if there's any other thoughts I want to share with people. Um, well, I've, t- I've told you that my latest obsession is the show Fargo, right? Um, so yeah, I've been watching Fargo, which is very similar to the movie. Highly recommend I Are you a Billy Bob fan? Do you, do you like that Billy Bob? Yeah. He's, I, he's like, hot. But he's, like, on a, like a sexual scale, you think he's hot? He's a little thin. He's a little thin for my liking, but like maybe I could go for it because I think he's probably like a little, like, he's like a bad boy. Like he's like a little dirty. Do, do you think if he never dated Angelina Jolie and he was never in like the movies that make him seem kind of like a sex symbol, do you think he would still have this like, no. No, no, don't even finish your sentence. No, no. like he, uh, no, he's a, a good example of a guy who was made hotter by the people he dates. Like just like Neil Young. I love Neil Young. Like I'm obsessed with his music. He's like in one of my top, top artists. But at the end of the day, like what makes Neil Young hot right now is the fact that he's, he bagged Daryl Hannah. Like, oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. He got Daryl Hannah. And I don't know that women notice those things, but I know guys do. Because once I asked my friend, like I asked my friend Ben Fur, I was like, um, I'm like, do you, I'm like, what do you think of Neil Young? And he's like, well, meaning like musically. And he goes, well, he dates way hotter than he deserves. So I guess I'm a fan. (laughs) And I'm like, is that how men think of things? Like they look at your conquests and are like, well, he's, he's cleaned up pretty well. Like I'm a fan. Um, well, I was like, oh, I'm, yeah, I meant musically, absolutely. but that's why guys do comedy for that reason. I mean, probably, but I don't know why I'm doing comedy because I don't think it's helping me get late. If anything, I think it's dissuading, um, like men from dating me. Like I recently went back on hinge, which was a questionable decision to begin with. And this time around, I actually like put up like videos of the podcast and said I was into comedy and said like my comedy is a non-negotiable and I've gotten way I still have good feedback but I've gotten way less feedback than I have in the past and I think it's because men like are not into it I don't think that comedy works for women the way that it does it works for men every girl comedian says that but no no most guys find the attractive comedians more attractive because they're funny absolutely yeah, but in but in comparison to the rest of the dating pool, definitely. I, no, I, I 
I don't know. I, I beg to differ. And, I'll, I, and I only say that because in a vacuum, like when I was in Hinge on the past, like I would just put up regular pictures and whatever. I didn't really mention the comedy thing. And I would get like a, a lot of interest. And oh, now... It's because it looks like you're pushing your podcast, which you are. Well, no, I mean, I don't know that it's that. I just think that, like, I put up, well, here's the thing. is like, I, it's on the Hinge profile. I have all these different pictures. And then, of course, I talk about the fact that I'm in comedy in the podcast and I put up a clip. But the most liked photo when I'm on Hinge is the one where I'm in a dress and high heels and baking. And I'm like, see, that's men showing their fucking cards. They can act like they're into whatever, but at the end of the day, the thing they're most into is a girl who, like, looks good and is bake and is doing something for them. Can you bake? Yeah. I can yeah. bake and I can cook. What's the go-to? What's the, what's the best thing you bake? Pillsbury. No, I, I mean, I can bake and I can cook, but, like, I don't like to. I think it's, like, a thankless job. My mother taught me that. My, my condom, my condom-holding mother was, like, cooking is a thankless job. You spend hours doing it. People come in, finish the meal in 20 minutes, have some critique about it, and then they walk out. And I'm like, you know what? You You're right. for the wrong people. Yeah, about my father? <laughs> yep. He, he doesn't appreciate it. He doesn't. Um, it's so wild. Oh, wait, I wanted to tell you this before we wrap up. Like, so Fargo, um, which I told you I'm obsessed with Fargo. I've been watching the show. And the one thing that has been haunting me this entire quarantine is the sex scene. I can't really take the accents. Like, the Midwestern accent is a lot for me to handle and I know that I'm saying that as somebody from Jersey I know that we don't have a cute accent Boston people don't have a cute accent uh deep south states not a good accent but the midwestern accent in the middle of coitus is quite possibly the most drying unsexual thing I've ever heard like there's a sex scene and there's plaid involved too which kind of threw me off the guy's wearing like a big plaid shirt and he's like, you know, doing her from behind. And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, big fella. And I'm like, oh, my God. First of all, don't say big fella. That's never okay in any accent. But like also the accent. And now, like, I'll just be living my life doing whatever. And I'll hear that audio loop in my head over and over again. And I can't, I, I can't get over it. I, I don't know. I, I think, he, you know, it's one of those things where you don't knock until you try. Like, just saying that in bed? <laughs> or when fucking, whatever? I, I, no, I think you gotta find a, a, a nice uh, Midwesterner and, you know, take him to your apartment and just really see what's going on. Don't, you know, don't take it from television. If I was just, I'd just break out in the middle of it, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, big fella. No, let them do that. No. I will just be like, speaking of fried butterflies, I will be the most fried. I will be the most fried of butterflies. I can't do that. I can't. It's so strange. It's so strange, but I also can't look away. Like, I'm obsessed with this show. I'm obsessed with people from Minnesota and the Dakotas. I'm like, oh, wow, these people are living. Like, Is there an accent you like? An accent that I like. Um, I feel like most people are like into like a British accent, like just because it's different. 
Um, I could go for a British accent. Uh, but not like the Cockney British, more like the, the softer, intelligent British, right? Yeah. Uh, well, or whatever. I don't know. It it depends. Um, it depends on how I'm feeling. Because I feel like if you speak like Cockney and like you can't enunciate your words, like you're kind of street and tough. So I'm like, oh, there's something hot about that. Um, <laughs> I'm whatever. It's just like it's different. Different is always hot to me. Like it's yeah. exotic. Like to people in Britain, a British accent isn't hot. But like if you're in America, it turns you on. That's like the difference. I don't think an American accent really is attractive ever. I mean, are you speaking as a European? Are you first of all, first of all, love it or leave it, MAGA nation. Like you, this. Listen, you can't be saying that kind of things on here. <laughs> Donald Trump is the voice I play every night in bed when I'm buzzing oh, myself to sleep. My God. See, that's my point. I, I, I think any American accent they're listening to, whether it's like a country accent or a Midwesterner or Donald Trump, I don't think anyone's. Uh, pleasuring themselves to an american accent no you're right i'm only kidding like it's true even country music like, i like country music but i'm like oh my god like i gotta listen to this fucking twang the whole time <laughs> actually now that i'm now that i'm thinking about it i'm like i'm imagining like donald trump dirty talking and i'm like oh god it's like so horrendous it's like i don't even know like he's he talks in that weird voice like well, it's very New Yorker. It's beyond that, though. It's like he's yeah. like uh, he has like a like weird like breathy thing. Like I, I don't know. I don't even know if I can do it. But he's like, yeah, this, that, and the other thing. Like it's like it to me. It's like any any finance guy, any stockbroker who's fucking is talking in that voice. Like he's talking like a nine hundred number. It's like all right, come on. Like it's so it's too much. I remember like once a guy who was like a big Trump fan said to me like listen, like, women are so into him. They're so attracted to him. It's undeniable. And I really thought to myself, like, politics aside, would I fuck him? And I'm like, no. Like, not unless I was, like, hard up and lost my 401k and my benefits. And even then, I don't think I could do it. But I... You think think pre-president, like, you know, like, reality TV Donald Trump, you wouldn't? No. I and, I and I'm not and again I'm not trying to shit on him. But like, let, let me think of like a, a Republican who's I mean, like for a the story. I mean, I would like I, you know, I, I would have thrown Jill Donald if I had to. No, like at the that's also Al. We'll have to explore that at a later date. But that's interesting, the Rosie O'Donnell thing. But at the end of the day, like, do I agree with Mitt Romney politically? No. Would I do him? Yeah, I would. Um, yeah. But Trump, no. And again, it's not political. It's just like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it objectively, and he just doesn't. Like I feel like we'd be doing it, and his like toupee would like fall on me. I also feel like it'd be like a twenty second ride, and he'd be done, and then he'd be like, um, oh, like this, you know, this, <laughs> that, that's it. That's all I have, and you'd have to be like satisfied with that. I'd be like, oh my god. I don't know. Cialis and Viagra work very well these days. Maybe, maybe. Honestly, like, I'd fuck his wife before I fucked him, like, a Melania. She's a good-looking... Well, I mean, I mean she's, she's a beautiful older lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd do her before I do him, like... Or even, like, the do- like Ivanka, like, again, can't stand her, but, like, attractive, yeah, obviously. Definitely. Jared yeah. Kushner? 
Oh my God. Yeah, sure. If I wanted like 10 seconds of like missionary bliss, I'd go for Jared Kushner. <laughs> I think that's where you wrap it up. I think, <laughs> I think that's the end of the show. Man. You're like, it's time to, it's time to cut it out. I know. Yes. Well, I'll say that I think that the first episode from home was pretty good, all things considered. Um, now, now you know how hard it is to be a producer. It's not that easy. I never said it. I never said it was easy. Yeah, I, 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 it's for the people at home. It's not easy. Yeah, for the people at home, you need your producer. Um, I'm here, and I feel like I'm shooting like an OnlyFans video. It's very unprofessional. <laughs> I miss my producer. I don't like this this whole vibe. And, um, yeah, I miss Al very much. Well, I miss you too, Brie. Um, this is just depressing for both of us. Um, what do I want to leave it at? Uh, geez. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. I've gotten a lot of great feedback, um, from people about the podcast, people, you know, from whatever, like people I know, people who haven't talked to in a long time, blah, blah, blah. If you like the podcast, first of all, I love you because you have good taste. But second of all, definitely subscribe wherever you're, whatever apparatus you're listening on. Subscribe, um, follow us, leave us a comment, like us. I am not at the point in my career where I'm above um, begging for validation. So please like our stuff and please subscribe because we really need it. Um, and I think that's it. Other than that, uh, stay safe. Uh, I hope you're enjoying quarantine. Use a condom now or in the future, whenever. And um, I hope you're getting, I think that's my new sign off. I hope you're getting laid more than I am. Does that work for you, Al? I like that. That works. Yeah. The twins and I love you. We hope you have a safe quarantine and we hope that you're getting laid more than we are. Love you. This has been a Lughole Podcast.